At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. Welcome, everyone, to the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Trainer. Thank you for listening. Hope 2022 is treating you well. We've got a special episode for myself here because uh, I took over this podcast from Richard Deitch, who left Sports Illustrated in March of 2018. And for the first time since leaving the podcast, Richard is back as a guest. And uh, we talked about the uh, sort of state of podcasting and podcasting in general. Then we get into some sports media talk, college football, title game ratings, and what college football should do to get better ratings. And we get into the NFL ratings as well. A uh, little Manning cast, little potpourri of sports media. And uh, it's a little bit of uh, inside stuff here about Richard and just uh, some old school stuff from his days of working at SI. Hopefully you guys enjoy it. And then following Richard, we have uh, Sal Akata joining me for our weekly train of thought segment. So stick around for that. All right. If you missed any previous episodes, make sure you dip into the archives and check those out. We had Al Michaels and Tom Rinaldi on last week for a roundtable about the career of John Madden. Two weeks ago, Peter Schrager, Andrew Perloff for a 2021 year-end edition roundtable and a roundtable the week before with John Oren and Andrew Marshan about the year in sports media. So check all those out. Subscribe, download, rate, and review. All right. Let's get to Richard Deitch from The Athletic and the Sports Media Podcast, followed by Sal Licata and Train of Thoughts right here on the SI Media Podcast. All right. Joining me now. And he said it would never, ever happen. Hell has frozen over. His first time on the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast since leaving Sports Illustrated in March of 2018. Former host and now a current guest who covers sports media, Richard Deitch is on the SI Media podcast. Well, Jimmy, this is not uh, this is not something I expected, but you have been kind enough to go on my podcast a couple times since I left Sports Illustrated, and I did feel that like at a certain point, if you're going to ask me, I should come on and let uh, bygones be bygones. This, by the way, as you know, has nothing to do with you. We had a conversation. In March of 2018, where you're very, you're very cool about it. You're like, listen, I know you built this thing up. Um, uh, I don't want there to be any hard feelings, and there's certainly never any hard feelings for you. The only, and I, by the way, I love my time at SI. The only thing that still is a little bit of a dagger is I want, I wish I could have gotten the IP. I wish I could have gotten 
the listeners. But in all honesty, I just wasn't savvy enough back then. We were I was an employee just like you. I didn't have anything contractually that said I own this podcast. And in a way, it was very helpful because now my podcast is independent for the athletic. It's with it's with Cadence 13. It's sort of my own independent production as small as it is. And that was a good lesson because uh that was rough because it was hard to build up a you know, it was hard to build up a podcast from the beginning. But I'm glad to see that You've continued this, and uh, you've expanded the guest list, and I mean, you've become a major podcast star. It's exciting. And I've had I had nothing to do with that whole you know business oh, I know. aspect of Trust it. Trust me, I know. But even though I had nothing to do with it, you vowed to me you would never come on this podcast, and I tried to book you basically like every month for the past True. three years, and you True. always said no. But now you've broken down. Any well, reason again, why? Maybe it's the pandemic, and I feel like everybody's just screaming at each other. So maybe I could do yeah. my little small part to. Yeah. To, to heal communities. No, but Peace listen, yeah, it, again, obviously nothing very, this is very inside baseball, but it had nothing to do with you. And contractually right. sports illustrated owed me nothing. Like they were absolutely in their right to, to keep the IP and to keep the, the people who had subscribed. It's just like, I think you recognize this too, Jimmy, to, cause you've had to do it before to start a podcast from zero. If you are not uh Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, someone, you know, right, Ellen right. Pomp, Pompeo, like if you're not super famous, it's just it's a hard grind. I don't understand why anyone would want to start a podcast right now. There's so many out there. I, you know, I would try to find a different venue. I think. I just think. What would you do? One, I don't know, but you know, I, TikTok videos. Yeah, exactly. I'm serious. Instagram. No, no, I, I mean, I'm, I'm serious yeah. too. I think to start a podcast now with the, with the amount that are out there is just, and you know, it is. We'll get into the, you know, we'll start here and get into the business of podcasting for a little bit since we're on this topic. You know, it is interesting to me that I guess they say if you get over like 3,000 downloads or listens, like you're considered in the top, which is crazy to me too. Whatever, top, what? Top, top, top 10%, 10%, right? Or 5%, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Which both of us obviously do by a lot, but it's good. Like, I know, I, this is, I, but, again, I don't want to get you in trouble, but like trouble. the one, the one thing I've learned in the last four years since the SI days is, I learned a little bit about the the business of podcasting and the finances of it. And by right. no means am I like, you know, <laughs> I'm not in the I'm not in the ringer <laughs> ESPN echelon. But right. I've learned at least like a sense of like if you get to a certain number, and usually at least from my experience, like the magical number to really start making some good money is fifty thousand downloads an episode in some way. You you can like you can be a podcaster for a living. If you're like Joe Rogan, you know, you can own Malibu mansions like the money is crazy at the top right. you know the part of my take level but, but it's also the people who have you know what I'm saying like the people who have um let's say you have an NFL podcast obviously the most popular sport in the country and you build it up you build it up and let's say you're getting 60 70,000 downloads a um a week and you have some kind of rev share with a company you're, you make pretty good money you're making six figures with that my point about that stat where if you get more than 3,000 listens you're in the top 10% is that it was that what 10% or 1% yeah I think what, I think it's I think it's uh I had always heard more than a thousand put you in the 10% maybe more than 5,000 put you in the top 5% or something like okay, that. okay so what that te- what that number tells me is there's like 8 billion podcasts out there and 95% of them aren't doing a thousand listens like that's unbelievable here's so here's this is actually someone who we both really like and listen to all the time Conrad Thompson, who's one of the most successful right. podcast builders of the last couple of years. He has all these wrestling podcasts, including with uh, um, 
Bruce Pritchard, Kurt Angle, Jeff Jarrett, Eric Bischoff, J- Jim Ross, major names in wrestling. He, he's his podcast network is making a lot of money. What he told me was he 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 said I don't know if he told me this. Yeah, he did actually when I had him on the podcast. He said the best what you should approach podcasting now, Jimmy, and I think me and you do it to some extent. You should do a podcast to set up whatever else you're doing. So in his case, he's doing these podcasts to help his mortgage business, or at least that was right, his premise. Right, right. For me, doing podcasts now really helps my work at The Athletic because I can turn the podcast into stories. And right. sometimes people will subscribe and buy those stories. For you, you can turn that into train of thoughts content all the time on SLA.com. Right. So unless you're like a big player in the podcast world, I kind of agree with Conrad. I think it's like a good marketing tool well, or promotional tool. But there's also something to doing it because you like it and you enjoy it. Now, yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah. My my phenomenal producer Shelby just sent me a note. Shelby Royston saying that 95 percent of podcasts get less than 500 listens. Oh, wow. so we were both wrong on our stat. I mean, wow. that is a That's staggering. Crazy. When you consider the amount of podcasts out there, it's staggering. You know, I I've said this a billion times. When I'm doing what we're doing right now, where we're just right. having this conversation, yeah. I love this. I love this. It's everything else that make. Well, this will be the this will be the fifth most downloaded sports media podcast of the week. I mean, I've seen your guest list. You've had Aikman on recently, right? Yeah. yeah. You've had Tom Rinaldi on. You've had Al Michaels on. Yeah. So you're landing some. You've had Romo on. You're yeah. landing some pretty big time guests. This, yeah. I apologize in advance, but this will not be bringing you the downloads you think. Oh, stop. The, you know the people want you on the podcast. You know it. We'll mix it up. We'll argue about, we'll argue about some it. media stuff. And, you know. All right. Keep going. It's your show. Wait, do you have any... I, do you ever... Do you ever... You know, we started a new year. Here we are, January 22. Do you ever think like, okay, let me do this differently on the podcast? Should I add this? Should I not do this? Are you trying to... Ch- do, you have, do you think about... Ch- I don't mean giving it over... It's always going to be a sports media podcast. You're always going to talk about what's going on in sports media. But how... You know, is it good to change the format often? Should you add a segment? I, that's where I struggle. Yeah, well, I think the thing that me and you do... Uh, which I like is I think if we're interested in talking to somebody, we're just going to try to reach out and book them. Like I recognize that if I try to get Paul Heyman on the podcast or Renee Young, like I'm going to lose. I don't even want to take a guess, uh, but I'll, I'll just pretend this number is real. I'm going to lose 6,000 people who are diehard sports media fans who don't want to hear uh, Paul Heyman or Renee Young, even if it's a great interview, or if you should get I, six thousand wrestling fans. Well, who, I, yeah, I agree with you. Like, right? Yeah. So, like, um, or if like I wanted to interview an athlete, let's say, I just happen to have an athlete who who came on and and we did something interesting. But like my having done this now, including the SI one, like I it, I guess I'm almost like whatever it is, six or seven years at this point. I think in order, Jimmy, to just sort of sustain the passion. I think the only way to do that is to like just sort of have conversations that you want to have at this point. Right. And so where I struggle with a little bit is I know it's a sports media podcast and at a right. certain at a certain level I have to talk about what is happening on the beat on a near weekly basis. I just have tried not to do that. Like this week I had a round table on the state of hockey reporting and where hockey reporting is going to go. Now that's not getting into any like thing that happened this week. Like there's no talk about NFL viewership. There's uh there's no talk about will Al Michaels go to Amazon. There's no talk about Michelle Tafoya's last broadcast. But I, I feel like those conversations are interesting and perhaps more interesting because 
And this gets to a, I mean, I'm not, I really haven't really revealed much of this, but like, you know, I've been doing this a long time and it's hard yep. to fight burnout. And you, and you, you yep. do, you know, you don't want to, a lot of things on the sports media beat are in many ways they repeat itself. It's just transaction X happens this year. Transaction Y happens this year. Business Y pays this much for sports media rights X. You know what I mean? So like I, the reason I really like doing the podcast still is it does allow me and affords me to go into different places than just to hear sort of a recap of the week. And, you know, listen, Marshan and Orand who have this new podcast, that's what they do. The reality is there's probably room for all of us because we're kind of all doing something different. Although I do wonder at a certain – and Brian Curtis, I add him too. He, he sort of does something different out there. And John Lewis with sports, his Sports Media Watch podcast. You know, you do wonder though how much what's, – what's the ultimate pie here? What's the ultimate amount of people who are actually interested in this content? And, like, is there enough to split that pie five ways? Or if you're really into that content, are you going to listen to five different podcasts? Like, that's that's the question I ask myself. Yeah, I don't really go. I Listen, I think you said it before, though. You got to do a podcast and have conversations that you want to have. And right. if people go to that, they go to that. If they don't, they'll go to a different one. But you know, I don't, I think you're going to have a core that's there every week. And then you'll have people that see what your guest is that who your guest is that week. And they'll judge it that way. But I do think it took me a long time. Cause I didn't believe this to be true for a long time, but it took me a, a long time to realize like m- most people come for who the host is. I think I don't, I mean, yes and no. I would say I, I find that not all, not all. Yeah. I feel like I'm still more guest driven than host driven. I think well, me too. I'm definitely guest driven. I mean, that's yeah. why you're here. Right. I'm booking A-listers like Richard Deitch, <laughs> yeah, you know, right, but right. I do think they want some, but I think they're coming for the guests, but the host can't have a wooden personality. I think yeah. Yeah. Gotta, no, I mean, at a or certain you got to at least have some takes. You can't just say, you know, this person's great and then move on. Uh, you know, I think if it took me a long time to realize a lot of people told me if you do what you want to do, it'll be good. If you're doing what you don't want to do, it's not going to be good. And then if it's not good, people aren't going to come. And I will say this. I mean, again, I say this in all honesty. Um, I, I, certainly, I love doing the podcast at SI, obviously. I mean, it, you know, I started it. it. It was something I wanted to do. You were part of the group that fought for podcasts forever. We were pretty much told no for years. Actually, had people l- sort of listened to our group who wanted to do this, we would have, you know, maybe we have the, ju- maybe Sports Illustrated is like the ringer podcast network. It could have been. Um, you know, and I did it obviously. Uh, I did a couple with Maggie. I did one with Maggie Gray. I did one with Grant Wall, a soccer one. So I really liked it. But I will say this. The one thing that is helpful, even though it's not a ton of money, is that to own the podcast and to be able to like get some uh, revenue from the ads, Like right. I really appreciate because I feel like so many people – and I, again, I don't expect you to say anything because I don't want to get you in any kind of jackpot – but so oh. many people at these places, they're doing this podcast. It's they really do like yourself. They really take a lot of time to do it. They book, they come up with some kind of concept that's interesting. Listening, they're bringing in real numbers into the ecosystem of the brand, and you're not getting paid for it. It's just sort of considered part of your um, gig. And I feel like sometimes you get a little taken advantage of because you really love doing it, and and. That was one sort of eye-opening lesson. And again, I would have done the SI Media Podcast for working at SI for free forever. I just would have done it because it was part of my thing. But being independent sort of opened up a whole new world in terms of, wow, like, you, you know, you could really make a living doing this. Now, I, 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 my, I don't get enough downloads to make a full-time living on it, 
Right. But it's certainly like enough downloads that, you know, occasionally but I look like, at it like, like, you know, put some money away for my kids schooling and stuff like that. I look at it like this is part of me making a living. I mean, this is I mean, SI pays me to do this. So it's part of my job. So I, I but I do listen, if I were you and I was independent. Yeah, that's obviously a whole a whole different ballgame. Yeah, no one's listening at this point to this podcast. You agree? Or they're still on. They're no, still I on. no. See, I don't play that game like you play. I think if someone's listening, they're listening. I don't do okay. the whole. No one's listening. Yeah, like right. that, Sorry, that, act, that, that act is tired. Not as Perform- tired as as your wrestling per- analogy. Perform perform tired. that you just said. Yeah. You just called me performative. Okay. Yes, you, that that was performance right All there. Right. It was a little um, bit. I agree. But no, but again, I'll go back to it because you I, you said it. You have to do the podcast you enjoy. That and what you have to do it you enjoy. You have guests on you don't want to have on. It's going to show. I mean, this is. I will say this. This is where I'm probably a dick to people because I tell people, "Hey, give me guest suggestions. Give me guest suggestions." Then they give me one. I'm like, I don't want to talk to that person. <laughs> Is it do they? This is interesting to me. When people give you guest suggestions, are they only giving you sports media ones, or they give you all through all over the map? Well, everyone, you know, listen. As soon as someone comes, starts the conversation with me with, "Do you know you should have on?" I I I begin to cringe because I'm like, (laughs) "Michael, where where are we going with this?" Um, No, but some people give you good suggestions. It's just. And there could listen, there can be good. Someone can give me a suggestion that I like that I want to do. Someone can give me a suggestion that makes sense, but maybe I have an issue with the person or I don't like the person or that, you know, so here's a perfect example. I'll give you an example. Um, did a train of thought segment on the podcast several weeks back with Sal Licata, who is on every week. Yep. And we were talking about the Sean Payton, Kevin James movie. And we got into what, you know, Sal does the overnights on the fan. So I said, would you in it? And we trashed the movie trailer. Obviously it looks ridiculous. So I said, you know, if the, PR company for the movie wanted to have wanted you to put Kevin James on. Would you put him on? So I was like, absolutely. I said, no. Now, Kevin James is probably a good guess. And if he tweeted it, you'd get. But like I, there, I what I said to Sal was this. There's not one question I have for Kevin James. Yeah, not you one. Can't, well, so I'm, I'm, not, I'm sure. Yeah. Both of us get pitched by PR places at a certain point. If you have right. no interest in the in the guest, you can't do it. You also know certain guests that just like the audience is just not going to. Now, um, on the flip side, in, not going to be interested. In. Now, on the flip side of that. When I saw the press conference a couple of weeks ago where the journalist asked Bill Belichick for right. New Year's resolutions, I was like, I would love to get that woman Same. on the podcast. I would have loved to have had her on, too. I don't know who yeah. that is, actually. So I'd much rather interview that right. woman than Kevin James. I will That's say this. I will, I, will, I will say that I really like that you have Sal Licata on because, again, if I was going to sort of diagnose like the SI Media podcast when I was doing it, I wish I had included sort of more regulars in addition to like whatever the media take was or with the media right. conversation, like, you know, obviously for me, Oran was a, was a regular Chad fan. I wish I had had like someone like a Sal to come on, which would have been like a segment every week. Didn't might not even have to do with media, but like that very, to me is smart. And then the other thing in this, and I have to give a shout out to, wait, let, let me just say this real ahead. quick. I have to, I have to say I'm very lucky with that move because one, that was not my idea. The idea was came from, the podcast team here at SI, the higher ups who wanted right. me to add that segment. And I didn't Smart. want to do it by myself. I don't want to do any segments by myself. And then it's who do you get, who are you going to put on? And I got to put on someone that I have yeah, some chemistry, have chemistry with or with, I like, of course. and Sal does it for nothing. So I give Sal a lot of uh, credit for that. Nice and, I nice the, and I give the higher ups here a lot of credit because they, yeah, they deserve listen, all the credit for that. Th- thank, thank God. Every guest we, both of us have on does not ask for money. Um, you know, it'd be, that would be a game changing. Wasn't there a big Twitter did. kerfluffle where someone said they, they, they asked to get paid for podcast appearances a few months ago. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's not, it's not a ridiculous conversation to have. I think the sort of the industry standard is you're doing, well, we'd it be for, fucked if that you, was the, case. right. You're doing it for publicity, but like, you know, you should be paid for your time. I get it. And so 
you know, if you're if you're paid for radio spots, like in theory, um, you should be paid for podcast spots. I just I think certain podcasts uh, probably uh, don't have the budget. The other thing I would say, Jimmy, is and again, this goes back. I I like and you know now at the athletic, obviously, like they have a massive amount of podcasts. But I really like those networks where and I give Colin Coward credit for this because he's sort of trying to develop this. I like when you have multiple shows and then they can sort of like connect with each other. You know, Lebertard does this too, right? Like you have one mm-hmm. show and they have the guests of one show appear on another show to help sort of build the audience of that show. That's like, I don't know if SI does that, but I always now, thought that's really now, See, I'm going to disagree. And I don't have you. that. I don't have that. I'm going to disagree with you on that. I usually don't like that because it always feels. You think it feels forced? Forced and like cheap PR promotion. Yeah, but nonsense. so you're admitting it's cheap PR promotion, right? Yeah, I, I'd rather it be authentic than whatever. Like you wouldn't have the football. Who's doing the football podcast for you guys now? Connor or you wouldn't have Gary Connor or on someone like that. I it's not that I wouldn't have him on. Well, you but you're not saying have him on. You said to go have like a back and forth. With yeah, the not, not necessarily every show, but like to have that ability to pop on the other network. Oh, you, oh, I oh, I see what you. Okay, I misinterpreted what you said. Yeah. I thought you meant like I say something about that podcast on this show, and then no, 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 no. Oh, okay. I mean like oh, just okay. the ability to sort of like I got you. Uh, you know what yeah, I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. It's like an extended yeah. family where you could just sort of I walk on the set kind of thing. Gotcha. That's what I mean. Yeah. Would have been a lot easier in the days when we were in the office, that's for sure. Um, yeah, I forgot. That's true. Right. Yeah. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. Let's get into some media stuff and then we'll get back right. to maybe. Yeah, peep, each fast shots. forward through that, com- that self indulgent conversation. See, there it is, the performance again. No, that was real. Was, that was self indulgent. That's real. The conversation was fine. It was about podcasts. We'll ask Shelby. There, we'll get there Shelby's are people who are interested. Um, let's start with this ratings for the national title game, Alabama, Georgia, lowest ever outside of last year, which doesn't count because of the pandemic. Um, a guy we both follow on Twitter and enjoy at sports TV ratings was tweeting about it on Tuesday night when the rating came out. And I said, what college football needs to do very simply is push the semifinal up a week and then have the finals on new year's day at night at eight o'clock or eight 30 or whenever the stupid Rose bowl ends. That's a brilliant take by me. Correct. Uh, well, no, first of all, t- t- taking a shot at the Rose ball is not a brilliant take. The Rose ball well, is I'm, cool. Even if the, right, even, the if, even if it's not the national, it's not, it's a, game. it's a cool venue, but yeah, the fat cats sort of have, uh, are annoying with that. Yeah, that that is a good idea because one of the reasons, in my opinion, that the the national, you know, there's a number of reasons why I think viewership fell. And again, like you try to have these conversations, Jimmy, where you do like good faith as to why viewership fell. And sometimes it's just frustrating because people just want to be like, well, viewership fell because this person knelt or viewership fell because of the anthem. Like, so here's the reality with the college football title game. One, 
You had no momentum from the semifinals as to what you said. The games were on New Year's Eve. 100%. That's a disaster. So yep. you couldn't get any casual fans to even probably check that out because they were doing whatever they were doing with their family or, or you know, having a party or elsewhere. So you're getting no run-up from that. So you literally get yep. no momentum from that. Those viewership numbers were terrible. Secondly, the, the reality is, like, if you have two teams from a, a similar conference, you're probably going to negate some parts of the country from watching. Like, so you have these two SEC powers, and I think that's a little bit of a tougher sell for, let's say, like somebody in uh, – on the West Coast. Um, third, Alabama is awesome, but they've they've been there before, and you know you can get casual fans sometimes with a little bit of an element of a surprise team. That wasn't the case for an Alabama, Georgia game. And then lastly, and again, I'm not saying I'm right about this, but this would just be my take. Um, I think Jimmy, there's a correlation a lot of times between like who's playing in that national title game and who you may see in the NFL like the next year in terms of like a top number one pick. So like if a Trevor Lawrence is in the national title game, I just feel yeah. like as an NFL fan, like even if I'm not into those teams, I'm going to watch it because like this guy's going to play in my league next year. Or let's say if I'm a Jet fan, like I'm sorry, a Jaguars fan, like I'm definitely watching that game because I want to see how this guy does. So even though that game obviously had a ton of NFL talent and a ton of high picks, it didn't have a star. Like Bryce Young is not like – He's, he's, you know what I mean? He's not, he's not Trevor yeah, yeah, Lawrence no, or Kyler right. Murray. It's, he's just, there wasn't a star, there wasn't a star of stars in that game. And I think that also hurts a little bit in terms of tune in. At the end of the I, day, though, listen, there's still, you know, in a, in a, in a cord cutting world, right, pull, pulling million. a 22 million. I mean, that's, that's an, you get, anytime you get an NFL viewership number, you know, well, just, the college football title game should be getting NFL viewership. I agree. Numbers. It actually should, to me, it should, I mean, that game should, in my opinion, usually do between, you know, 27, yeah. 28, 30 million. I, I agree with all your reasons. I think yeah. to me, I, the only thing. And a playoff would you, make a difference too. The only, the only thing I think you may be underplay. I think that I really think there's a lot of Alabama fatigue out there. I think people are tired of it. I Maybe. Really, I mean, they're in that game every single year. And I think people just got a little tired of it. Um, yeah, I buy that. I, I, th- yeah. I think there's probably some truth to that. You know, Alabama, like uh, having written about this forever, Alabama is in the top four sort of the teams that draw the most viewership nationally. Right. Not surprising. Ohio State, uh, you know, Michigan's up there, Notre Dame. It's always interesting to me if, like, you could get um, – I think if you if you put truth serum on them, I think TV executives would tell you they'd probably pick out Ohio State first right. before Alabama and then Alabama second. Right. I could see that. Um, I think the NFL will have monster ratings for the playoffs. I agree. They got – Ratings up across the board, obviously, because, again, last year doesn't count, but big ratings across the board for every network this year. But they've got the perfect, perfect mints. You have Brady in there who brings in the fringe viewer. Aaron Rodgers has become the number one storyline, love him or hate him, enemy, whatever you want to call it. He's it, That's going to be major throughout with the Packers. Yep. You have the Patriots in there with Belichick. You've got the Rams Mahomes. in the L.A. market, even though nobody in L.A. cares about football. You've got the Chiefs and Mahomes, the most entertaining team in the NFL. Yeah, the Cowboys. Uh, think, you haven't even mentioned the most viewership uh, interested team. Yeah. I was getting there because you have yeah. Burrow, who will become a star in this league. You have the Raiders, who are a national team. And then to cap it off, like you said, you can say whatever you want about the Cowboys. No team brings in viewers like the Cowboys. I don't see how the NFL doesn't have a huge 
postseason in terms of ratings. I agree with you a thousand percent. I shouldn't agree this much, but yeah, like the, they're set up between star quarterbacks, which is how the league is marketed and ultimately how viewership gets determined in that league. They have great matchups, what looks like to me. Yep. I'm curious to see how the Monday night game does, uh, just because you know we haven't seen a wild card game, but I would expect it to do very, very well. I think the postseason is going to put up monster numbers. They've got momentum, obviously, coming in from the regular season, which is, the I think, the highest since 2015 or 2016. I just saw it today, right before we were taping this, in terms of the average regular season viewership number. My only question will just be the Super Bowl, like everything else, because I think that is a little matchup driven. Right. Um, you know, like, if you had the Cowboys in the Super Bowl, I think you'd be, you're over 100 million for sure. Um, Brady back in the Super Bowl? I don't know. I, I, I don't know a, either. That's a, that's a tricky one. Like, I, I mean, obviously he's the most famous player in the league, but we just I saw think Rodgers would be the better draw. I agree with you. Because of all I think, the controversy. I agree. I think yeah. if you unless you do, got unless you had Brady versus Belichick, then that's a different ballgame. I agree. Yeah. I, how about Rodgers versus Mahomes? Yeah, I think it would be huge. I think it would be huge. I'm trying to think. Is it what's the Titans are not the biggest draw in the AFC nationally, right? Even though I, they they're probably the best team. Aaron Rodgers whether he likes it or not, or whether anyone likes it or not, has what he has done now is he will bring in the fringe fan. Correct. Because outside of our world oh, it's, and outside it's of the sports world, he's known as either the jerk who won't get vaccinated or the patriot right. who's standing up to the mandates. So right. that will bring in a lot of extra people. The thing with Aaron Rodgers is if the Packers get to the Super Bowl, that doesn't become a sports story. That's a culture story, right? Exactly. Bingo. So Fox News, MSNBC, CNN, they're sending their armada to the Super Bowl, they're talking about that. It's going to become annoyingly so. A uh, imagine Rogers at that ridiculous right. what's it called Media the, on the mon- on Monday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. No, that that's going to become that will become yet again as everything else is. That will become part of the culture war if the Packers right. make it. Um, right. The Titans, though, to me, even though they're a really good team, Jimmy, they just I, I mean, no disrespect to Titans fans if you're listening, they just don't feel like a national team to me. Am I they right don't. about that? Yeah. And that of all those teams that are in the playoffs, they're probably the one I'd want to watch the least. But I think they may. I mean, they have the easiest road. Two home games, basically. Yeah, but they don't. That's not a home field. That's not like Lambeau Field or Arrowhead. I know, but that's wouldn't you rather not a, play? No, play you rather play Nashville in, in January than Buffalo. There's no NFL team that goes into Nashville to play the Titans that's shaking in their boots because of home field advantage. It's just Derrick Henry's back. Yeah, well, that's the, well that 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 is different. Right. Who? Um, who will be the broadcast team for Thursday Night Football on Amazon next year? Jimmy Trana. Um, well, I mean, Al Michaels will be the play-by-play person. I know that it's really like kind of the worst kept secret ever. I'm sure at this point they're just the lawyers, and uh, you know, the, Al is obviously going to want his producer Fred Gadelli to be there. So that at this point, I'm sure this is just a money contractual issue and just to figure out, especially on maybe Goodelli's then like what NBC will be cool with and what they won't be. So Michael's for sure. Um, the, the, the analyst is the, is the more interesting one is because like, you know, would somebody like Aikman like really, really leave Fox to take that job? I don't think that's a better job for an analyst by any means, no matter I'll, what I'll say, they pay you. I'll say this. Um, I probably shouldn't say this, but Troy didn't say anything. This was not Troy didn't give it away. My vibe from talking to Troy on this podcast three or four weeks ago was 
the vibe I got was whoever pays me more money, that's where I'm going to go. I mean, he had nothing but praise for Fox and he made it clear he does not want to do both gigs unless he does Amazon on Thursday and then only 425 games for Fox and not any of the one. Which, which he could do. Which he could right. do. Yeah. Um, but Amazon has the money. So I think even if Fox said, like, whatever, Romo gets his 18 million, let's say Fox tells Troy 15 million, I think Amazon will come in and say 20. I mean, Amazon, they have empty pockets. They can, yeah, money. They can I mean, get, money. Yes, I mean, money's money. Money's not an issue here. I mean, honestly, at a certain point, someone like Aang can probably just name his price. I mean, you can, obviously can't name a hundred million. You have to live in the world, but like twenty million for Troy Aikman for one year for Amazon to try to get that thing launched is nothing. It's a rounding right. error. So exactly. if it's about money, then you know if if that's what Aikman's sort of goal is he should take the job i i just think the fox job is so much better job jimmy if you're of course. if you're interested in broadcasting it's not close now troy who i've had on my podcast I'm, too he's an introspective guy he he wants to do things beyond uh broadcasting so maybe and again i have this is by the way not my reporting this is just me spitballing right maybe he sees amazon as a way to bridge himself into whatever the next job is and he just goes for this gigantic payday and does this to get them off the ground? I mean, you know, two years, forty million dollars, and then two years from now, you go work for the work for an NFL team. Like, Fox, so I could see Fox. that it, it'll be a big name analyst. I just, I don't, I, I, it's not going to be one, the only top guy I could see taking that job is Troy. I cannot see Collinsworth, Romo, and Amazon's not going for Riddick or Greasy. So it's it, that's the only guy from the top group. Fox for its. America's game of the week, which is the game that Troy and Joe Buck call average 23 million viewers this yeah, season. He's game. going to get a third of that. You're, you might be being generous. Yeah. If if he's lucky. Depending on the game. Yeah. I mean, we're never really good. I mean, you know, it'll be interesting to see what kind of numbers, um, proprietary numbers we get. But yeah, but I, I'm not sure Troy cares about that. I think to me, this is just a guess. Jimmy, you don't you think it's more for Troy like about the game? Like, I think he likes being at the the big game of the week. I think right, for Troy like, right. I think for Troy right now, it's about the money. I think for Al, it might be about like I think Al because Al's older than Troy. I, maybe Troy doesn't have that. Okay, I'm going to Amazon. I think for Al, it's like I'm going to finish my career on Amazon. Here's a conspiracy theory. So I, I think it's. Know. I think Al should look at this as like I'm going to sort of be the voice of this new kind of tech thing. They're going to pay me a ton of money. I think that's kind of cool. Well, let me ask you a hypothetical. What do you think would happen if Al called Jimmy? Pat- Pitaro and said, I want to do Monday Night Football. Oh, I think I would get the job. I mean, depending, so, obviously, right. depending on what the Levy's contracts. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they would. The, the, the short answer is I would get the job. They, and I, and they'd, I would figure, not, they'd figure out everything else. I think if I'm Al, that's what I would do. I mean, listen, you don't want to be that guy that's going to go take. Yeah, do you want to be the guy to blow the, up like other people's livelihood? But. For one or two years, if I were Al and NBC was pushing me out strictly because of my age and no other reason, and they wanted to put me on Amazon, where I think it's less about. Listen, first of all, we both agree. Al's at Al's still great. Al's the number one guy. It's this is not about performance. I just I think it's less about pushing Al out for his age. They just I think they just want to move to Torico so badly to get to the next evolution of that show. Well, but I'm, I'm with I'm you. Al, like, okay, I, so even if that's the case, then if I'm Al, I call Jimmy Pataro and I say, "Here you, you go. You want me to do Monday Night Football?" Let me let me ask you. Just throw that out there. This is what I don't understand about networks sometimes, and I get there's egos involved in contracts, whatever. But like, why can't reasonable human beings just walk in a room and be like, "Mike, we love you. Al, we love you. Al, we want you to do eight games next year. Mike, we want you to do eight games." 
we're not talking about a succession plan for a couple of years. We we want to give you, we want to we want you both to work, and we don't care if you're working with Chris or if you're working like what does it matter? Like right, the, right. like so like are you telling me like the public somehow is going to be like oh. I'm not going to watch a Sunday football game because it's Mike and right. Mike and Drew, or as opposed right. to Al and Chris. Right. So to 100%. me, there's a solution. Like you don't have to just. Right. I mean, th- that's a smarter way to do it to me because you bring down the games for Al. He doesn't like to travel across the country. I'm sure Tariko is itching to 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 do more re- of a regular football gig on the NFL. So unless it's an ego thing on. Right. Tariko's end. I don't know why you couldn't make that work. I mean, at a certain point, these guys are these guys are all in the they're they have more money than they'll ever know what to do with. So right. once you sort of push the ego down, then you can make this stuff work. Anyway. Are there any other sports media stories we need to discuss? I mean, do we want to weigh in on the Manning cast? I don't think there's much. To, like you talked about how on this podcast you end up saying the same thing every week. I've talked. Yeah, about I mean, do you want me to go week? through the litany of all the stories that are out there about RSNs sure. and stuff? No, 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 one, RSNs, no one's going to no. no one's going to care about this from us. You agree? Right, but is there is there anything people care about that we should address right here on the SI Media Podcast? You want to give? I'll give you something that'll be a nice little taste here for you. Something that you probably wouldn't expect. Okay. Okay. You know what actually be a cool move, and it probably won't happen because the, the 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 people who need to do the move would not sort of swallow their mistake. I would love to see ESPN rehire Adnan Verk. Let me tell you why. Okay, Verk was fun, and I, obviously I'm someone who likes Adnan a lot, so I'm not going to pretend right. to the audience somehow that I'm not coming from a place of point of view. He was fired two years from ESPN for um, leaking the most mundane, like non-important, like sort of baseball. Uh, studio minutia. Okay. You can maybe say like, all right, people shouldn't leak, but like <laughs> the reason I start laughing is have you paid attention the last two and a half years? How much stuff is leaking out of ESPN? I mean, like literally it's like uh, it's the Hudson river of leaking, right? I mean, please. Yep. So leaks continue, including to me, by the way. So like, you know, let's just be honest. You had this guy, he was so multi-talented, uh, multi uh, could do all these different sports. Well, like beloved, I would almost say by his, uh, group at ESPN, could do audio, could do uh, podcasting, could do television. And you sort of got caught up, I think, if you're ESPN management in just like the whole like sort of like we got to sort of discipline people for the sake of discipline people. Why not bring that guy back? That'd be a nice little sort of story. I know he's got other gigs, but I was going to say, does he want cool. to go back? No, I don't know. Never asked him. If I were him, I don't know if I'd want to get back. I feel like he's been. Yeah, listen, I'm not saying ESPN is the uh, right. the be all end all. I mean, listen, if you can, there are so- I mean, Levitard to me is in a thousand better place now than when he was at ESPN. There are better jobs out there, but right. I just like Co- that kind of story. A couple of things. I mean, I get, I, yeah, you're, 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 I think, and you could correct me if I'm wrong. I think you're trying to spin it as like right or wrong here. You did wrong by this guy, bring him back. Yeah. Which, which I get. And I will say, and this ties into the conversation we had at the very beginning of this podcast about podcasting and having, you know, I had no relationship, never had a conversation with Verk. Um, until I had him on the podcast, I think earlier in early, maybe earlier, mid 2021 and absolutely loved the conversation. I thought he was a great guest. I want to have him on again. So, you know, you get into like, you know, who you want to have on and yeah, people, you have good conversations with very he's fast, a great, he, very fast talker. He's a great podcast guest. Great. Oh, phenomenal. Podcast guest. I agree. Yeah. Right. By the way, by the way, now while I say that about ESPN, you're not going to hear me say that about the WWE bringing Burke back. Well, the WWE has a lot of problems right now, and I don't really want to get into it because I'll probably need to. Put the guest that William Rumble, Regal but... firing that was that that bummed me out. Everybody sort of is always sort of. Uh... Well, he, 
all I the people think- like the Beckys of the world who came up in NXT love that guy. Here's the thing about the WWE, and this is more of a business thing. And everyone ever associated with that company says one thing and one thing only. Everything stops at Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon makes every decision. It's Vince McMahon's. Company. But it does seem like Nick Khan is the one who's come in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, and I done think all this. Why was Vince letting him do that? Is, you know, uh, provides some cover to provides a little cover for Vince is not to be the bad guy in the market. Don't you think you got a CEO who's willing to make changes? You're not going to not all those stories anymore about big, bad Vince doing this, right? Uh, yeah, but yeah, they've they listen. They've they've wanted to get leaner, and they've gotten leaner. The question is, really, if you're and again, we'll move on this because nobody really wants to hear this. I'm sure, but like the real question is, like, do you like their roster and have the move? Like, you it's know, ha- have roster. they gotten rid of people who are can ultimately produce revenue, or have they just sort of cut what for me? I guess they would consider the, was a bloated it's not roster. The roster, it's the storylines and the and the. And well, we agree that, with that. I, yeah. I mean, it is the roster. Like, I can't watch Brock Lesnar. I can't do it. So, I, think, like, I like this new version of Brock. I think he it's came good. back, and I haven't watched it at all. He's had. He's actually doing a lot of promo work, which is good. It's interesting. Well, that, like to me, I got. I was back into it when Cena came back to do his whole setup with Roman Reigns. I yeah, thought but you they knew were, that was you know, yeah, great. Sure, that was but, you he know, was right. moving on to the movie. And then the day he leaves, they bring back Brock Lesnar, who to me is the most unentertaining guy. Nah, in the he's much better now. He's much better. All right. Yeah. Um, do you like? By the way, real quick. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll move off wrestling. Yeah, yeah. How about Sting at like 62 years old? The yeah, guy's I, a phenom. I'm not yeah, saying, I'm listen, not, he's not, I'm not saying the guy's got a main event, uh, the top AEW card, but the, the, the guy is still able to compete and do that and looks great at his age. Phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, not my thing. Um, okay. All right. What else do we have to talk about here? I think we've covered the main gist of what I wanted to get into with you. That's, that's uh, it. Let's talk about, let's talk about Twitter for a minute. All right. No. I feel like you've ta- you've toned it down over the years. I've tried to. Where do you rank your Twitter beef with Rovell <laughs> in the career of Richard? Jimmy, Dice? I mean, this is like from like nineteen. This is like I don't, going I don't, back to like the nineteen hundreds. I don't give a shit. I'm asking the question. I, I I don't think we have. I mean, what what's the question? I'll answer it. But just where does your feud with Rovell rank in your career highlights? <laughs> I mean, fifteen thousand. I mean, it's it was very. It it what it, it I, became it became a very stupid performative fight at least on my end. What what was more exciting for you <laughs> when you would have the feud, the Twitter beef with Rovell, and awful mm-hmm. announcing would post the write up as if it was a boxing match and graded, right. or when like, that, I'm having PTSD, or Go when ahead. that awful awful Piers Morgan called you out on Twitter. <laughs> what was uh, what was more exciting? I don't think I would describe either as exciting. I, I would say that like that let me just say this. Like that and you would agree with this. That period of Twitter like feels like a hundred years ago. Do you oh, agree? definitely. It's Absolutely. like hundred percent. Yeah, like as stupid and goofy as that was, like it is nothing compared to like just the vitriol right. and like the partisanship and everybody. Well, there was no politics and culture yeah. war going on. That's back pretty then. much what changed. Yeah. So yeah. I admit, I'm admit, listen, I, I eventually stopped doing that because I just, I thought I was, even if people were like attaboying me, I just thought I was a fool. And so I walked away from it. It, Is Piers Morgan your highest, like, (laughs) is that the highest level of feud you've gotten into on Twitter? (laughs) I would call it a feud. I think we went back and forth three times on tweets. Uh, Like, is anyone more famous than Piers Morgan? I don't think so. No, I can't think of anybody who's, who I've, who I've had an exchange with. Um, yeah, I don't even remember how that started, but uh, 
but yeah, I remember no, I, he called you. He called you out because you didn't have a Wikipedia page. Yeah, something I forgot. I I don't remember. Yeah, I I think. Oh, I am sure if, if I remember right. I think I said something about Fox using him on soccer. That's. Oh, okay. Do you remember he was like Vaguely, Fox? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fox. Yeah. And again, give Fox credit; they changed dramatically. But at a certain point, at the beginning, Fox was really like sort of like. It was almost like cliff notes for fans. It was kind of insulting fans. Like, here's Michael Strahan to dis- to describe football versus football. It was like right. they used peers on Premier League stuff. And, like, I-, I think back then, I think I just said, like, this is ridiculous. And I think that's what uh, that's what started. I will, you know, listen, to do – and I- I'm-, I'm not going to be doing sports media forever. I don't know how much longer I have in me, to be honest. But You've I will said say – that for the last 10 years. No, but I'm, be- I'm really serious now at this point. The- but uh, I will say that – I think you agree with this, Jimmy. In order to really sort of do it right in in many ways, you have to be so deep into like everything, and it becomes too all consuming. Like right. it's hard, it's hard to disconnect if you're if you're if you're following everything because there's just so much media to follow. How many times have you had Charles Barkley on your podcast? Never. He does. I've I've interviewed him probably. I'd say conservatively. <laughs> one-on-one maybe 10 11 times in, in groups maybe add another 20 to that but i've never had him on um he i'm not sure why i, I know a couple of times he had told me that he really didn't want to do podcasts but he then since just on podcasts with people he's obviously much closer to right but he's not he's he's probably the one guy that's between both of us uh doing the si media podcast that has not been on i would right. say that if you if you went back in the archives if you can get them the SI Media Podcast probably had every sort of known media person, certainly on the broadcast side, probably except yeah, for you. You dig way deeper than me for guests. If you could have anyone on your podcast, the SI, the sports media podcast, it's called. If you could have anyone on the sports media podcast next week, who would it be? Next week? Yeah, next week. <sighs> hmm. We're in January, huh? I mean, am I trying to get downloads or is it just somebody I want to talk to? If again, I'll rephrase. If you can have anyone you want on the, your podcast next week as a guest, who would it be? You can say Joe Biden. You can say you know whatever you want. And Joe Biden wouldn't be it. No, I'm he at, actually he would be close is, to my answer on that. I'm just I don't saying, even know if it'd be a politician. Mean, prob- probably Obama would be the closest politician. But I, I Obama's been on a lot at this point talking sports. It's not really that. Oh, you don't want to book him. You oh, tell of course, Barack. I, I, would, no. I would book Barack in a second, but right. I'm just saying Again, that, like, if you could have anyone on your podcast next week as a guest, who would it be? Hmm. I'm going to get back to you on that. I, I'm going to keep thinking about that. Okay. That's all I have for you today. That's it. I mean, I have, I have one last question, but only three you gave me a much bigger care. list of uh, topics. Can you, can you, well, I don't really No, The only, there's nothing else. We covered it. NFL games. NFL ratings, college football. Let me, can I ask you a question? Absolutely. All right. So you're, you can ask more than one. Okay. When you're writing this stuff, obviously when you're training thoughts and stuff like that, you're not, you're not writing about media on the sort of the same, for lack of a better word, daily basis, the way myself and some others are right. Even though I'm not writing daily, you know what I mean? Correct. Within that, we obviously hear from network PR departments all the time, either unhappy or happy how often like will I'm, I'm actually curious how often will somebody reading like train of thoughts which essentially is like i think like a pop culture kind of take on stuff it's not mm-hmm. you know you're, no offense but you're not you know they're not writing wall street journal stuff that's like right. gonna change the market 
Right. But do you still hear from people who are like, hey, Jimmy, like you said that you thought uh, this broadcaster didn't do a good job. What the hell? Do you, do you get those uh, are calls? You, uh, are you talking about PR people or talent? Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Both? Or talent. Or- both. 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 You don't have to blow out the talent because you got um, you want to be respectful if someone's talking to well, you off I'll, the record. I mean, I will share a story that I don't know if I should share just because maybe the person wanted the privacy, but it blew my mind in such a way that it really it messed me up for like an hour. Um for the last issue of Sports Illustrated for 2021, the magazine. Right. Uh, I was asked to do like a six, you know, top media 2021 yeah, cool. type of thing. Yeah, I missed that. And cool, it was not online. It was just in the magazine. And I wrote up a blurb about the biggest retirement in sports media of 2021 being Marv Albert and said a couple of nice things about Marv in the write up. And a day or two, maybe before Christmas, I get it or maybe a day or two before New Year's. I get a text message from a phone number, not a name. So not someone in my contact saying, just want to thank you for the nice write up. Big fan of your work. Thanks for so thanks to have a great Marv Albert. Well, there you go. And, and you're a New York guy. So that means something. I'm a New York guy. There was probably not an announcer as a kid who I enjoyed more, you know, maybe Phil Rizzuto when he was doing Yankee games, but like I texted my best friend from seventh grade saying like, look at this, because when we were kids in junior high, high school, like we would shoot hoops in my parents' driveway and I would be doing Marv Albert play by play while we were doing that. And here he is texting me. So that kind of blew me away. Now, on the flip side, you do get PR people who want to argue over words and sentences you write, even though they may be correct and, you know, they want to get their spin in there. I would say... um, I would say talent reaches out. I don't know. Maybe you hear something like a couple of times a month. And then I would say PR people, maybe, I don't know, once a month, once every two months. Oh, that's more than I thought, though, actually, yeah. from what. Uh, yeah. From and I will say this, to be fair, you know, I had something with ESPN just in the last week or two where one time they reached out to compliment me and one time they came out sort of they reached out to sort of question me so they do it's not just negative all the time i mean they will shoot you, a yeah, nice you i mean honestly you can almost always talk these things out that no one's no, the, the you, you might not be happy with the resolution they might not be happy but you can get to a place at least where they're the professional relationship continues. and i listen if and I, if i write something that's wrong that's factually incorrect i want to hear about it well, of course, yeah. I hope I mean, yeah. I th- would hope you'd want to correct it, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, I, that's I'll, yeah. I, I always want to correct something if it's wrong. So, any uh, all, right. Ch- all right. Before we get out of here, I got one. Yeah, more. yeah. Go ahead. Hurry up. Any chance of uh, a twice a week sports uh, illustrated media podcast? Expansion? I've thought about. I've thought so about. Have it. I, but I will. I didn't tell you this. I, ha- I I will say for mine. One of the things I have been thinking about a lot is I'm not sure what to do it, but like. One one episode where you sort of have very guest driven and or and and very sort of uh, um, conversation driven with the with the person who's on, and then roundtable of media people. And that second yeah. episode is really hardcore sports media, where you just go forty minutes around the table, which is like what what I sometimes do on a regular episode when I split it in half. So that I, I have thought about that, but again, uh, one you know you got to have the the production people want to commit to and in two i got no idea what that would mean for downloads None. i like the move that you asked me if i would do that but then you decided to that was sad to your own yeah. personal story well, that's payback for bringing that. back uh, twitter fights from 2011 go All ahead right. well i'm going to bring back one other thing i'm not that quite i've thought about doing it twice a week I, I don't know i don't know if it's worth it so who knows 
this is the last thing. And literally only four people who are listening right now will get this, but I got to ask, can you unblock Andy Gray on Twitter? <laughs> he really ticked me off doing something. I forgot, but it's it, like, but, it's, see, but see, you said it right there. You don't even remember what he I did. Don't, I don't. So let, let me finish. I don't. So I will for that reason. Like if I can't remember why I block someone, I feel like you got to like just out of like humanity, you got to unblock. So I will do that today. You literally don't remember why you blocked Andy Gray, our former SI colleague. I think he, I mean, I, I think it was, it probably was his like seventh, like annoying comment on, on something. And he was probably mocking. He was probably mocking me for something of I do course. on Twitter. Yes. That's you got to be able to handle that. But do you All think, right, Andy, yeah, I'm not, I'm not as good with that as I should be. Do you I'm really blocking. think Andy Gray would care though? I don't even think he'd care. He cares because sometimes I try to send them some ridiculous thing that you oh, tweeted and, and you can't see it. Yeah, that makes me feel good. Um, but I will unblock him. Too. I told let me let me ask this then. January twelfth, twenty twenty two, is Richard Deitch? Are we are we blocking or muting? What are we doing on Twitter? Oh, block! I've, I'm actually a huge fan of the block now, and I block. think me and you were in agreement on this for the first for our first years on Twitter. I never blocked anybody. Yeah, I thought either. I was thought, I was just like. That's just a you know that's a that's an yeah, asshole yeah. move. Now, right. like I don't even think twice, and I think that has to do with the coarseness of, of sort of everything mm. going on that site. Like, why would yeah. you want to deal with people who are bad faith people who just want to like? Well, I'll say this. I, you know, if someone, I my issue, I'll block someone. See, okay, if I tweet something. I'd rather someone respond like, "You're an asshole. You're a dumb fat fuck." Like that. What I don't like is the who cares, right? The quote tweet. You, you're better than that. <laughs> Relax. Those are the blocks. Like Relax. if you say to me, go fuck yourself, I won't block you. You tell you tweet me and you say relax or who cares? Block. What about if somebody's like like they're adding somebody like they want like LeBron James to see your tweet or something? That's a block that. because that you that you're being. Yeah, I, I agree. Snitch, I snitch be, nag, yeah. right? Isn't that what they call? Yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. That I, I agree with you. I almost feel like that should be a block on principle. Agree. hundred percent. That's a principle block. hundred yeah. percent. Have you, by uh, the way, you, 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 yeah. you somehow you have not really gotten into these back and forths because right? I don't respond to people like you. No, but I don't, I don't, you, don't you don't see me. I haven't done. I'm talking. I haven't done this stuff in years. I'm saying like right. even back in the day, like you didn't really get into these Twitter beefs. Yeah, because you, you the were person smart. who's sto starting the beef wants the attention. They want you to respond. They want to have who what sane person and no offense, because this is basically like me calling you insane because you used right. to do, you don't do it. Yeah. What sane person? Would fight with someone publicly. Yeah, I agree. Stupid. I agree. I, I, I'm the first. No listen, I, hopefully maturity has come in. Like some of the things that I go back and look, I'm like, uh, like this is an insane person. What were you doing? If someone sends me a tweet and says, you're an asshole. That, all that person wants is one thing. They want me to respond. Right. That's it. They don't want anything else. So why would I respond? All right. I agree with all this. All right. I don't know. I feel like we should have done a little more hardcore sports media stuff. I don't. That's all right. This we'll was good. Time. Well, you this like this? Good. I appreciate you coming on. Well, of course. Yeah. Let's Thank have you, you on. Please, please send my best to everybody at Sports Illustrated. Uh, place still means an absolute uh, ton to me. It was my dream job uh, as a kid, and and was incredibly lucky to work there for as many years as I did. And Jimmy, I will say this: it is be, and this will be for people who work there. Obviously, during my era, it is surreal to think that there's no physical office anymore. Like I can't even put my head around it because yeah, so much of my professional life was spent like walking those halls um it took three years for you to come on with me as the host is it going to take three years again or will you no, be no, back, I'll come in, back. will you be back experience. in 20 will you be back in 2022 oh yeah for sure i'd okay, come back perfect. in oh is it 2020 yeah i'll come back yeah. this year 
Okay. I appreciate nah, that, that's right. not that's not uh, that's not a quid pro quo. That doesn't mean you have to come on my. I appreciate that. Although at this Be point, well. I may I may have to put you part of my rotation because the the competition's getting fierce out there. Don't worry about the competition. Be well. Stay safe. Thank you for coming Same on. You I do appreciate it. I know I know you didn't really you know I knew it took you some time to come up to this. So thank you for coming on. And no, of I course. The thank you. All right. Thank All you. Right. Continue success, Richard. Jimmy. Uh, let me give you a little. Uh, Richard hosts the sports media podcast, and he writes for the Athletic. Correct. Thank you. All Thank right. you. Take it easy. At Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Check the backseat. Check the backseat. All right, come here. Check the backseat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the backseat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. All right. Joining me now for our weekly Train of Thoughts segment. I really should change the name of it since... You're a part of it. It's like Trina and Lakata thoughts, but it's oh, Lakata from W. Trina thoughts. Trina thoughts with your idiot friend who with has my buddy Sal Lakata from <laughs> WFAN in New York and SNY TV in New York. First and foremost, how are you feeling? How's about with COVID going? A little bit better. I, I have this. I don't know. I still feel like I, I wake up and I'm somewhat congested, at least a little bit in my chest. It just feels like the end of a normal cold but i mean geez it's been two weeks here so it's extremely yeah. frustrating especially when you have to broadcast which is even more annoying but i'm, I'm getting there all Thanks. right well that's good uh let's start with this topic nfl playoffs i i love the matchups i think it's a great weekend before we get into that though i think we talked about it when it was announced now it's going to become a reality for people i absolutely love 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 that they got rid of this Saturday one o'clock game and essentially it got moved to Monday night at eight. So Saturday you have games at four 30 and eight Sunday, you have one, four and eight. And then Monday night, eight, no Saturday early game. I love it, but you always have issues with your scheduling, your wife, your kid, you're this, you're that. Well, what, the, this what, is the beauty. This is the beauty of these two weekends, which I think are the greatest two weekends in all of sports, wildcard weekend and the divisional round. Nothing else matters. With all due respect to my lovely wife and daughter, it doesn't matter when the games are on. I'm watching every one of them, every second of every one of them. I'm betting every one of them. So I do actually, after giving it some thought, and we did talk about this, I do think it's nice where it gives you some time Saturday morning, get whatever you need to get done for the weekend, go right. food shopping, play with the kid, hang out with the, whatever you need to do. You get it done, come 3.30, come 4 o'clock. All right, I'll see you on Tuesday. And, you, you know, you have the game Saturday, which I like the two games, and all three Sunday loaded up. The, this It gives me goosebumps thinking about it. And I'm okay with the Monday night. It doesn't it, Look, if it were 1 o'clock Saturday, I'd be fine with it, but I actually like that they space it out with Monday night anyway. I'm glad you've come around to the right side of thinking on this. First of all, <laughs> you can look at it this way very simply, too. Instead of two days of NFL playoff football, you get three. Right, which is the better. But like you said, 
I love the fact that on Saturday now I can do whatever I want till 430. Monday night, I'm going to be home watching TV anyway at 8.15. Like, I'm, right. you know, so it works out well. I was going to text you and say we should do Maureen Saturday. That would be the perfect pregame event. Not a bad idea. A little Maureen's before the uh, before the, the playoffs get started. I don't know if I feel like getting COVID, though. I mean, yeah, well, I, know. It, I mean, I, it's, I was thinking about inviting you over, but it's one of those things. Even my friends were joking around. <clears throat> Excuse me. See, there's, there's the issue. We were I joking was going to say, I'm not coming over now. Yeah. And everybody's Locking like, oh, up a lung. right. You think I'm coming to the COVID castle over there? So who knows? I, I get the trepidation, but I, I would go to your house before I'd go to Maureen's. I mean, the mm-hmm. best it's the best breakfast spot on Long Island, but. It's small and packed in with about a million people. So <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. At least and I Long went to your house. Just, Long Island right now is not the spot. You spend, you know, Suffolk yeah. County, Nassau County. You don't want to be going out around there. But if I went to your house, I would just stay on the opposite end of the <laughs> of the room and we'd be fine. Um, you mentioned betting. Let's get to this next topic here on Train of Thoughts. Legalized betting came to New York State on Saturday, and I had a field day because I just. I ended up signing up with FanDuel, DraftKings, and Caesars, which is William Hill. Right. My experience so far, FanDuel is the best out of the three. I got a lot of issues with Caesars. They don't let you do uh, three-team teasers. Well, no, they don't. And they, they don't let you do 10-point teasers. You can only do six, six-and-a-half, or seven-point teasers, which is just... Oh, similar. come on. I hate those restrictions. It's one of the reasons why I hate my previous site, if you will. They're so limited. You can only do a max four-team parlay. I'm going to sign up. I want to be able to have, you know, no restrictions. Yeah. The, the, the FanDuel seems the best with all that stuff. But you, I, I tried to reach out to you. You were like MIA. Then we talked on text. You weren't, you didn't seem overjoyed about this. What's going on here? Why are you not? Well, yeah, it's a good, it's a good question and a good read by you. I was not a hundred percent into it. First of all, because I know how it ends. I'm, I'm not knocking the people who are joining up, but there's a reason why they're basically saying, Hey, you know, pick this game. If so-and-so scores three points, you win a free 50 bucks or a free thousand dollars because they're going to get people to join, which is the smart thing to do. And eventually, whether it takes a week, whether it takes five days, whether it takes a day, you're going to give it all back. And I'm comfortable with the situation that I had set up prior. When I'm ready to go all in, then maybe I will do so. The the thing that's appealing to me is, and I think it's FanDuel, but I'm not 100% sure, the same game parlays. See, I love the parlays. You so and your you parlays. That's why. That's why you have a problem. Yeah, it's not just the parlays, but it, it's the other stuff that's an issue. But I could bet the other stuff on my own with the with the way that I've been doing it. I don't need to create all these accounts and get this fake free money, which you can't cash out anyway. You have to keep playing with it, which eventually you'll lose. Well, I don't. Some of the, we'll talk offline, but I've got. Mm-hmm. I, there's one site that's letting me cash out everything, and the whole thing is. I could not believe. Huh. So this was new to me, and it's not legalized in all the states. So if you're listening to this in a state that it's not legalized, when it does come to you, be prepared because they offered so many free deposits and ridiculous bets. I mean, there was a bet. So they catered to New York because, and you can only do this in New York, you know, would the Knicks score more than one point in a game the other night? And right. then they had, you know, would the Jets-Bills game have more than three points the other day? So- if you can, if you're someone who can control yourself, if you can sign up and use their free money and play with their free money for a while, it's 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 definitely worth it. I it, couldn't believe it. It is. I do think that's a win-win for the consumer. Obviously, it's a genius business move for them. They want people to sign up, and what better incentive to say, "Hey, we're essentially giving you free money or free bets." And for the consumer, I mean, who doesn't want that? And you have fun, you have the action going on. So I do think it's good. I just 
I don't want to get, look, we've talked about this, where I, I'm somebody who has not been able to control myself in the past. So the last thing that I need is four or five different accounts to where I can place a wager. One or two is more than enough. And I, I don't want to, I didn't want to jump right in and start doing all that stuff right away. Sal is all about big money bets and parlays. So that's why he said he knows how this will all end. Do you and know? He, and he look, meant by it's going to end with zero balance. Listen, yeah, that's exactly right. Where I'm going to end up owing them. Whatever free stuff they're giving me away, I'm going to end up owing them. Do you know that this just shows you? So I'm in this pick and pull, right? A lot of people do the weekly pick and pulls, pick all the games. Last week, and I actually won the year, won the week, whatever. So I had a, a decent year. Last week, I hit every game right except for three. Do you know that the one game that I bet big on Sunday was one of the three losses? What I mean, go it? figure. It was the Falcons, of course. Falcons plus. I actually, I love them at home against the Saints plus four and a half, thinking they're going to close out. Maybe I got my division rivalry involved in there. But the point is, of all the games, right. I, I've been doing all great. That. We overall picking all the games that I would never bet on. I'm great with that. Then the ones that I select few that I pick to bet on, I'm losing these games. It's ridiculous. Now I, now I know why you weren't all excited about the legalized gambling over the weekend. <laughs> I could get enough. I I was I could not get enough of the ridiculousness of these sites. And you basically gave me a vibe of like, go fuck off. I'm not in the mood for this right now. Now no, I get yeah, it. it's just, just we're still dealing with the, the sickness and, and all that. So it has not been the best vibes. I thought you were here. trying to like get on the wagon or something. No, no, no. Clearly oh, not. No, a, a little bit, honestly, a little yeah, bit. But yeah. that's never especially yeah. especially not now with playoff football coming. Um, I did a really bad job because I brought up the playoffs with the Saturday Monday switch because I was going to lead into another question. So we're going to reverse and go back to that for a second. If you could only watch one game mm. on this weekend, what would it be? Probably it, it comes down to two for me. Probably Dallas 49ers. I'm excited about that game. I think either of those teams can legitimately go win a Super Bowl. I've been on Dallas all year. I'm on the Niners recently. I, I hate that they're playing each other because I'd like to root for both those teams to go deeper, but that would probably be the one. It's either that or the New England-Buffalo game, which I'm into, too. What, do you, what about you? If I'm with you. Dallas-San Fran, for me, I just – it's old school. Mm. 4.30 on Sunday. Uh, it'll be – well, it's a CBS game. It's going to be Nance Romo. I just oh. – I like watching both those teams play. Those are two teams I enjoy watching. Um, So that would be the one game if I had to pick. And give me – if you had to give out a one-lock one bet, side total anything from this weekend, what would you do? Um, I haven't really given it much thought as of yet. Great question. I don't know. I mean, I haven't looked at the props or anything like that. Boy, it is really a tough call. I probably at this point, as, as nuts as it sounds, uh, without giving it much thought other than just looking at some of the lines to start, I would probably take the Steelers plus the points. I just feel like everybody is assuming, you know, this has been a wacky year in the NFL where all these, every week there's multiple, you know, double digit or two touchdown favorites out of the three, usually one wins. I don't think the Steelers are going to win, but I don't think the Chiefs are as good as everybody thinks. I, what is it, 12 and a half points? Yeah. I'd probably take the Steelers with 12 and a half points on Sunday night. Hmm, That's interesting. I love the Chiefs in that game. Um, yeah. Just because I think Roethlisberger's shot. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, I, I assume they're going to run the ball and play defense. And like I said, Kansas City is yeah. not good. Now, I, I really, like I said, it's it's Wednesday as we tape this. I won't be 
in my my head like really picking until the earliest friday and then when it really get and this is why it's t- difficult doing the shows because on friday i'm probably gonna have to give picks but really right. my picks are gonna be on saturday four o'clock i'm like all right where's my gut telling me to go here with some of these yeah. games the game i would at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. If you had to give me, if if I had to pick one lock, I think I would go, I love the Chiefs, but I think I would go with Dallas. For this reason, and I hate picking the Cowboys because their coach can't coach the game. And right. That's a problem. I don't see Jimmy G doing it two weeks in a row on the road. That was a playoff game last week against the Rams. So right. I can't I don't see him two weeks. And I know he had the comeback and all that. Mm-hmm. I don't see. I think the Rams are very overrated, but that's a whole other issue. Agreed. Uh, and I think the Cowboys are only laying a field goal at home. I like the Cowboys a ton. And and you're seeing the public now go with the Niners because of right. Debo Samuel, the way they run the football, the right. way they got in, their impressive performance. Garoppolo, I'm with you. I would not be stunned if all of a sudden – a defense in Dallas, by the way, has been turning people over and scoring – if all of a sudden that you know Jimmy Garoppolo reminded us that he's Jimmy Garoppolo, so right. I like both those teams. I think I'm with you. I'd probably the thing that scares me though is Shanahan versus McCarthy. I love right. Shanahan and his game me plan. Too. Yeah. Me too. So I'm, I'm with you there. Um, last thing here, you mentioned it last week on last week's podcast. If anyone missed it, check it out. We sort of did a uh, when you were talking about having COVID. I asked you. Um, Best thing you've watched while you've been, you know, stuck in your house. Yeah, have you watched Cobra Kai? Cobra Kai. I have completed two seasons. Yes, and I, I'm enjoying it thoroughly. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have completed two seasons if I didn't like it. Right, especially but, you. You'd be five minutes in. I can't watch this crap. But isn't right. it so well done with the tie-in I, with the nostalgia? It's very good, very well done. I've enjoyed the two seasons immensely. I look forward to finishing the next. Now I got to get this done by Saturday because once the weekend comes to the football, so I'll Forget watch. It, right. I got Wednesday, Thursday, Friday here. I'll bang out the next two seasons. Um, awesome. The only the only thing I don't like about it is when they do the karate scene. I mean, well, here's my issue with this. I have one one issue, which I know it's my own. You know, you got to check your mind at the door. But like, they get into all these karate fights, and and no one ever calls a cop. The cops are never involved. <laughs> they trashed. They trashed poor poor Daniel Larusse's house. Nobody calls the cops. They got him on video camera doing this. Nobody calls the cops. They they get jumped. Nobody calls the cops. So I get it. That I mean, I guess the point of the show is right. You know, you take your on whatever. But yeah, I, very there's enjoyable. It, there, there's definitely that element to where it's not a hundred percent believable at all well, times, like every show. But yeah, right. they, they do. Like you said, the nostalgia play is there. I think Machio and William Zapka are phenomenal on the show. 
as Zappy really gets good. better as he goes yeah. on, I, I and he's great in the first two seasons. I, I love it. Good. I'm glad you. I meant to text you about that, but I'm glad you brought it up. I now, was going to so. text you and I said I'll surprise you on the podcast and let you know I got two. That was seasons. a pleasant surprise. I like yeah, it. That, yeah, there you go. Um, all right. I was going to. I have one other question. I know the answer is no because it's just not something you're going to do. But you've probably seen it on Twitter and you're getting angry. Are you? Do, are, do you have any interest in Wordle? Oh God. There it is. I knew it. I don't know what it is other than it popping up in my feed where some people are completing whatever the hell this new game is. No, no interest, nor do I care if anybody else does it. It's great you guys want to do it. Why do I need to see it on my Twitter feed? So when I was thinking of topics to discuss with you for this segment for this week, I'm thinking about, okay, what's going on in life? What's going on in your social media? This, that, you know, and I love Wordle. And I'm like, oh, he's going to get so fucking pissed because I know he's never going to play it. He's seeing all the tweets, which I agree. Like, it's just, you know, the green box and people, you know. Yeah. Like I said, oh, I'm going to bring this up just to rile him up a little bit because I what know. Was the one, what was the one back in my day? What was the one that we used to play? Like word uh, scramble or scrabble? It was like it was basically like scrabble that you could play. Um, words, just, words with friends. Yeah. I think that was probably it. I still words. play that. Okay, so what's the difference with this stupid game now that everybody's like, what's the phenomenon? Because it's not, it, all it is is it's one game a day. And you basically have to guess what the word is by placing, it's hard to explain. You basic, okay, so you get six chances, mm -hmm. six, six levels or whatever okay. chances. You guess it, five, every word is five letters. Okay. Every word is five letters. So you guess any five letter word to start. So let's say I put the word cover. Right. So you want to cover the point spread. C-O-V-E-R. So what it will do is if you have the letter in the right place of the word, you don't know the word. You're trying to guess the word. So let's say the word, let's say the word they're giving you is um, folds, F-O-L-D-S. Mm -hmm. And you put cover. They'll tell you the O is in the right spot as the second letter. Okay. So you're guessing from scratch? Yes. Oh, that's stupid. I mean, I, very, I'd rather play words with friends. It's and anyway, well, dude, you don't play against someone. You're playing with yourself. Well, that's great. I mean, uh, I don't. There's a joke there. I'll let it slide. Yeah, I know. Me too. As it was filtering through my head there, what I can say and what I can't say. Here's the thing. That's great that people love it. I don't need to see about it. I don't care. You love it. Good for you. I don't want. Why do I need to? It's not, it's not enough with the ads, which are gambling ads, by the way, nonstop filling up my Twitter timeline anyway. Then I got to see this words with or whatever the uh, the wordle. stupid word. Wordle. Yeah. Thanks. This is perfect. I knew this would get you riled up. Yeah. That's a perfect. I knew it. That's how I wanted. <laughs> also, I'd like, we have to give a shout out to Ian Eagle, who sent me a text and said he enjoys this segment. So shout really? out to Ian. Yes. Oh, I love Ian. And I thought and we texted actually during, uh, was it during Sunday's game? And I yeah, was like, it was yeah. Steelers Ravens. He is so damn good. It is unbelievable with Ian. But anyway, let's nice. see if, let's see if Ian listened to this. If I get a text from Ian, no way. There's no way. I'm not buying. I think he fakes it and says it. There's no way he listens. <laughs> you gotta get for that. All right. I got to go play Wordle. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> talk to you later. Take it easy. All right, that wraps it up for this week's edition of the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast. My thanks to Richard Deitch for coming on and, of course, to my buddy Sal Licata for his weekly contribution. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Hit me up with feedback on Twitter. If you could leave a review on Apple, that would be tremendous. And uh, thanks again for listening. Past episodes in the archives last week, Al Michaels and Tom Rinaldi. Two weeks ago, Peter Schrager, Andrew Perloff. Three weeks ago, John O'Ran, Andrew Marshan. Subscribe, rate, and review. All right. We'll see you next week right here on the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast. Stay safe and take care.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public. The list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.